Welcome to Freya's Singing Tips, the podcast. This show is all about helping you become the best singer you can possibly be. Get practical tips, discover the awesomeness of your voice, and learn how to achieve your goals as a singer. So shut the door, grab your chai latte, and make yourself comfortable in your favorite space. You're about to embark on a journey of discovering the greatness of your voice. And here's your host, Raya Casey. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, today I have a subject for you that is a heated debate um, among my students and just, just about among all the singers in the world, it seems like. Um, that's vocal range. Like, how is it possible that someone can sing five octaves? And uh, what voice type are you? And how do you know what voice type you are? I'm going to talk about that today a little bit. So uh, stay tuned for the show. Well, first of all, we're going to clarify the term vocal range. What is vocal range? Now, while the human voice is capable of producing all kinds of pitches, um, we're actually only talking about the ones that are singable or that can be used for singing. Now, while you probably could produce some frequencies that are extremely low or extremely high, they probably don't sound that good. And we wouldn't use them for singing because usually in singing you would have to put words with the with a pitch, and um, you know whenever you sing in whistle register, for example, it's really hard to do words. So we we will pretty much just talk about the singable pitches. Now, what is singable is also it it depends on the genre you want to sing in. Like for example, if you sing in classical music as an opera singer. Um, since you will not most likely not have a microphone, you will have to sing notes that project, that you can actually project over the orchestra or over the instruments that you're singing with. So usually in opera, the range isn't that large, actually. Um, like for a bass, a bass has about two octaves that he can really project well and it sounds good. He goes low and then the middle and then his high notes And a soprano also has about two, two and a half octaves. Well, actually just about two octaves where it sounds really great and where you can really resonate and cut through all the music that's going on. So we always think of opera singers having this huge range. And just because someone is singing high and just because someone sings high doesn't mean that they actually have a lot like a big range. The range the voice has is actually all the notes you can sing. But since we don't usually need that many notes, I mean, within any given piece of music, there aren't really a lot of octaves that you need to sing across. Like usually it's maybe two, two octaves is a lot already and two and a half is quite a bit. So in normal repertoire or normal quote-unquote whatever you want to call normal but just songs that you hear in the radio or even classical music or even jazz whatever is going on the range isn't that big now why while of course you want to work on expanding your range that way you're not so limited by you know what you can actually sing or what keys you can sing in there's still that area in your voice, it's called the tessitura, that's where it sits. Like any song would sit around a certain area of pitches and it will break out to the top and go high and it will break down of that, um, it would break out of that to the bottom. But usually it takes place kind of across maybe like a fifth, a sixth or like an octave. That's usually where it sits. But you do want to work on those high and low notes. Now on the bottom 
unfortunately, you are very limited. You can't train the low notes, but since the low notes are produced by the vocal cords being extremely relaxed in their most relaxed, thickest, shortest state, there's a natural component that goes with that. So you're born with a certain voice and like the low notes, you can't really do that much to train the low notes. You can train a little bit to relax more and to not put any pressure on there and you can get them better. But on the top, that's where you really can train. It's like an athlete, you know, whenever you stretch your muscles, like as a dancer, in the beginning, you may be kind of stiff and not very flexible. And after a while, you may be able to do a split or even do really crazy stuff like contortion artist. That's crazy. I mean, that's not good for your body, but it's the same with your voice. You can actually train your voice to be more flexible, to be more stretchy and your vocal cords to get even, you know, to get more pressure, more tight. So that way you can produce those higher pitches. Do you always just need to concentrate on the top? No. My opinion is that you need to concentrate on the middle just as much as you do on the top. So how is it possible that anybody could span five octaves? Like Mariah Carey, she is known for her five octave range and there's a few singers that are known for that. Now the way she does it is not simply by just singing out songs. Like she has this whistle register down really good. So if you can sing in whistle register, that will expand your possibilities way up high. So you can actually add one or two octaves if you can get the whistle register. And while it's really good training, you should always know that most songs don't call for whistle register. It's something that you can improvise on, that you can add because it's really cool. But when we are talking just about singing the song well, the song doesn't usually have such a huge range. So while you should work on that, you should always keep in mind that it's just for fun and it's just it's it's actually just for training your agility, your vocal your voice's agility. But it doesn't mean that you're gonna be the better singer just because you sing higher or you can sing in whistle whistle register. And I'm just kind of tired sometimes of people just obsessing about high pitches. Um what good does it do? <laughs> If the singer can sing all kinds of high pitches, but the middle sounds terrible and the bottom, the low notes just aren't there at all, what if there's no expression and there's no voice colors, then it all doesn't matter if you could do the high pitches because the song isn't just sung on the high pitches. Yes, it is important to train them, but just don't obsess about it. You need to work your voice in a very balanced way. So you should never neglect any area of your voice. You should not neglect the low notes, neither should you neglect the high notes. You should not neglect the head voice, neither should you neglect the chest voice or even the mixed register. So how do you know what voice type you are? You've heard it, they call you soprano or alto or bass or baritone or tenor. What voice color are you? Now, the voice color is not determined by how high or high low you can sing. It's more determined by your voice color and by the quality of your voice. Now, while any mezzo-soprano or even alto may be able to hit those high pitches, even maybe a high C, there's a lot of darker, lower voices that can actually get high. But that doesn't mean that they're a soprano because their voice color is darker and it just sounds different. The sound of the voice is really what determines what voice type you are. Like a tenor would have this very light, bright kind of voice. 
Now a baritone will have a kind of like between the bright and the low and a bass will definitely, you can already hear it whenever someone is speaking, a bass, a real bass will definitely have this really dark, low, warm quality to it. So don't just think about what pitches you can sing. Just think about what color does your voice have. And that, for me, determines the repertoire that you should sing in because it should reflect your voice color and not be like totally against it. Like usually darker, heavier voices aren't as agile as lighter, brighter voices like sopranos. There's a reason why most coloratura arias are just for coloratura sopranos because they have this really light voice and that it's very fast moving and very agile. And usually the lower voices, even for lower voices, usually it takes a lot warmer to get warmed up just because they don't have that agility. Usually the vocal cords are a little bit thicker and it's all a little bit heavier mechanism. And that's why the low voices usually don't sing this really quick stuff. So consider that whenever you want to find out what voice type you actually are. So I hope these tips can help you a little bit today. I would love it if you liked my podcast, if you would share it with some friends who sing, anybody you know who loves to sing. I'd love for you to share this podcast. And also, if you love the podcast, it would help me out so much if you left a review on iTunes. And of course, check my YouTube channel for more great singing tips. And until next time, I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And don't forget, always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye.